Oh, you got the sarcasm covered. I got it covered, don't I? Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, podcast number 20. That must be a milestone, right? Yeah. Yeah. With him, of course, you just heard Ian. Hello, everybody. And, of course, I've got Mac. I'm here. And I've got Eric. Hello, Skeptic Nation. <laughs> Skeptic Nation, I like that. How are you guys oh, doing this evening? Five. What's that? I like five of them. All like five of them? <laughs> How are you guys doing this evening? Uh, we're doing all right. I'm a little tired. I can hear that. Okay, well, we'll try and make this painless. Doing well. Doing well? Good. Ian? Doing fine, I guess. Sound like you're a little stuffed up. Yeah. I guess. All right, well, let's get started. Baby Cole pictures. You know, I, I, I love pictures of baby. <laughs> no, this is actually a pretty cool baby. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and one of the things I liked about this is this is one of the things that, you know, can really change what we know about the universe. To actually witness birth of a black hole. You know, first time we've done that. Although they even say it may not be a black hole. It could be something else. But just the fact that watching, you know, in 30, 40 years, we really could, you know, see something unique. And right now, it's not that big, you know, what, what they're watching because it's just developing. It's but, just another one of those blurry ultrasound pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but we know when it started. We know what used to be there, and we know the event that happened to bring about whatever this is actually going to become. Yeah, so this was a supernova from 1979. Yep, and it's showing the signs of being a black hole. But in the article, it even says that there are the possibilities it could be some sort of um, ne- what is it? nebula. Yeah, nebula, but it makes reference to a specific nebula okay. that they think it could be. But they're saying it's more likely a black hole. But it, it just the fascination of actually being able to watch this developing and to be able to really know what what we're watching instead of um, just oh well look there's something there it's like no we know the actual history of what has happened so which is very cool, uh, cool. the the type of nebula you're talking about is a pulsar nebula yeah, pulsar okay, I, that's I just found cool. it myself just like the similar crab to the similar yeah similar to the crab nebula so okay that's cool so this was captured on uh, the X-ray telescope yes. Cool. And so it's it's one of those things where you know science has to be excited. It's like wow, you know, we're watching something real happen, something you know that that can really give us some unique perspectives into exactly how the universe works. Mm-hmm. And you know, admittedly, this is something we won't know the full extent of the knowledge that's giving us for some time now. But it, it just to really be able to sit and watch the universe at work doing what it does, and to be able to say, yeah, we know the exact time frame of you know when it started and where it's been going. And, you know, that is actually priceless in so many ways for science to have something that concrete. So I, I definitely thought this was an awesome thing to see. This is one of the ones that, as it as it uh, as it goes on, it'll be neat to see what kind of data they're collecting and where it goes from there. All right, and in the next few decades, who knows what this will actually tell them? You know, there's a lot of possibilities coming from this, and it's just one of those timing things. You know, we hit it just right. We saw the initial event. We can now follow it through, and we can keep track of it. And that's you know one of those awesome things about um, space exploration. You know, you get something like this, and it really can change how we view the universe. There's probably a few of these that they're actually watching. But um, this is the one that we can definitely time. We know when it happened. You know, other stuff like this, we don't necessarily know when the supernova that created the black hole happened, stuff like that. But this one, we have a definite time frame. You know, we know when we observed it, and so we know, you know, how far it is away. So we can pretty much say, okay, this is, you know, 
the supernova itself took place 15 years ago. Sure. And, you know, really pinpoint the time frame and we can follow up. You know, we now know that in approximately 30 years, this is what happens um, after a star goes supernova. So, you know, we know the time frame of when it, after the star blows to when it starts the initial um, signs of a black hole. Yep. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to vaccine. Yes. And this is an incredibly sad story. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, those... I guess the ending was not terrible. I mean, it, but it's unfortunate that it had to go as far as it did to, for these um, people to realize the danger. Yeah. And you still see people out there who fight the um, vaccine, you know, that they, determined they're evil things. And, you know, this is a very likely outcome. You know, you get too many kids that aren't vaccinated, you're going to start seeing some real bad infections. Well, one of, you know, this, one of the issues on. we have is that, you know, we have groups of people that, you know, started these nonprofit organizations that are collecting tons of money to spread, you know, bogus information about vaccines. We've got, um, you know, Jenny McCarthy. And right. I don't know what organization exactly she's attached to, but she's attached to one. We've got um, Meryl Dory in Australia, who is, you know, terrible. But actually, she's getting, you know, she's taking quite the beating out there, fortunately. Um, but it, it's this kind of, you know, they, it, it's those kind of people that, you know, are pro- propagating, you know, uh, mistruths about vaccines that are right. creating a lot of problems because they're making a lot of noise and they're reaching a lot of people. Yeah. I know uh, me and you have watched the episode of Pin and Teller where they deal with vaccines. I don't know if Eric or Mac have yet. but it's not, yeah, it's, I've it's seen all, I def- all of them, but I don't particularly remember too much about that one. Right. But it's one I definitely recommend people um, who are interested in seeing a, a good take on vaccines look at because the, the opening... Uh, example they give on how vac- vaccinations work is really well done. Um, they basically have two um, areas set up with mini bowling pins. And they're talking about how, while there's no actual evidence that vaccines cause autism, the claim is that like one out of every hundred kids that get vaccinated will get autism. So they pull out a plexiglass um, setup that represents vaccinations. And they use that and they push the one kid out of a hundred that has autism out of the section with all the others. Then they start. They take oranges that represent the various vac- the various um, diseases that we have vaccinations against, and start throwing them at the two groups of pins. The one group has the plexiglass vaccinations against it, preventing these diseases from touching the bowling pins. While the other group, these bowling pins are being knocked over with every single um, orange that gets thrown at them. Right. So and it's like we'd rather have your kid in. Well, and they put the plexiglass shield, which is nice. And you say they 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 put one outside and say, okay, this is our one person with autism. If if uh, if 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 it even caused autism, which they don't. Right. There's no very evidence clear. to support that. Right. And then they go through and they start killing off the other children that didn't get vaccinated, basically. Yeah. The, uh, the thing that struck me about this particular article is that apparently the bacterial infection that their kid got in here is something that is really kind of uncommon because it's vaccinated against. Right. Um, HEP and that's is the what thing. they call that. Now, we should talk about this article. We're talking about all about vaccines, yeah. but let's talk about our specific article here. So okay. go ahead and start start with uh, with, uh, with this. Well, basically, um, these parents didn't believe in vaccinations. Um, and in 2006, their youngest son... Uh, complained about a sore throat and pain in his neck. And he had a high fever, he got hunched over, and was having problems breathing. And, and Doc was vaccinated. Ian, you've got to stop moving your head. <laughs> Trying not to. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Um, and so the summary is that um, because he wasn't vaccinated, he caught something that, a rare bacterial um, infection that he wouldn't have caught otherwise. Right. And they also talk about, so this one, they, they it's hip, HIV, 
uh, kills one in 20 and can cause brain damage and defects. Now, when this kid was brought in, he was very close to death. And uh, so he had to be put into a coma, and uh, and he did come out of it, and is, it appears to be doing okay. So, I mean, this, this story has a happy ending. Yeah. But <clears throat> for the people... Which means he got off relatively lucky because right, well, he was in bad shape. Well, look, we've got whooping cough, which is making a comeback because people aren't getting properly vaccinated, which is killing people in California. And the reason smallpox is basically unheard of is because of vaccination. You know, they work. Well, yeah, and they work. But the problem is that because they they actually work almost too well because now we don't know what these diseases look like. We spend all this time getting vaccinated and now people are like, well, why do I need to get vaccinated? That, you know, why why is that disease so bad? I mean, we don't see people with shrunken, deformed legs from polio. We don't see people, you know, dying in, 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 you know, what in the uh, steel lungs, you know, because of polio. We, We don't see these things anymore. And because of that, you know, we're almost, I don't know, out of sight, out of mind type of mentality. And the problem with that is, is that if we don't keep people vaccinated, these things will probably come back. I mean, it may not be smallpox. Well, polio is making a comeback in places because, you know, there's all sorts of scare tactics about the vaccine. Um, I think it was in Africa that they were telling men not to get vaccinated because it would make them impotent. And, and crazy stuff like that. Wow. Right? There's just that, no that founding. One, that's just pure fear mongering. It, it is. It's just yeah. pure, well, all this stuff is pure fear mongering. So we can't. We do not have a cause for autism, and that's unfortunate. But we do have a lot of data that says it isn't causing it. And, right. and our data is good. I, they keep rejecting the data, but the studies get getting done. And it's like, well, stuff well, like the Penn and Teller um, episode pointed out that one of the reasons why more people are being diagnosed with autism is because they expanded what autism is. Right. They call that a spectrum disorder. Yeah. And yeah. No, like Asperger's, which used to be a form of autism, is is now no longer exists. They just call it a spectrum disorder. And which I yeah, and it's autism are, spectrum. It's autism spectrum. And they're you know, they're suspecting they're wondering how um hoarding and obsessive compulsive behavior fit into autism as well. They're trying to fit a lot of things in there. Yeah. But in truth, you know, we are more aware of stuff like that now. So the doctors are more, oh, hey, that's what your problem is. And because at the same time, vaccinations are happening more often, it doesn't mean there's a um, causation between the two. But it's so easy to, to, to look at what's in the vaccines and scare people. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, and Penn and Teller also, they um, showed the list because apparently, what was it, mouse brains is in one of them? Right, to build antibodies. Yeah, you there's a reason to, for it. Yeah, there's a reason. Well, yeah. and they talk about aluminum. And yeah. you and we know that you get more aluminum from, from fish and other stuff that you, than, than we're getting in vaccines. They talk about um, thimerosal. Only from canned fish. It's not. It's something. Well, mercury. Well, we see. We see mercury. But I think that the mercury that is the problem in fish is methylmercury, isn't it? Isn't that what we're getting out of tuna? And what's in vaccines? I'm not sure, but it's a higher concentration in tuna. Well, yeah. But what's what's in vaccines is ethylmercury, which our body can metabolize and and, you know and get it out. It doesn't. It doesn't poison us the same way that methylmercury. Hey, listen. Alcohol is fantastic in the ethyl variety, but methyl alcohol makes you go blind. Right. Okay. So it's it's the same kind of it's the same kind of correlation. But it's so easy to because we know mercury is bad for us. We hear it all the time. You know, mercury thermometers don't let that thing break. You know, because right. we know that there's a problem. Well, but that is methylmercury. But we don't talk about the molecule of mercury. We don't say, oh, that's a methylmercury uh, thermometer. There, you better be careful. No, it's a mercury thermometer. So there's a literacy issue there. 
Right. Oh, well, that's not surprising. So, yeah. So, that's but just in, how people are. They don't get, you know, they don't want all the information half time. It seems. No, they, they don't just, because it, because it because ha- it's easier to believe the fear. Well, it is. Right. Easy it's easier to believe. to believe that there is a great big nasty conspiracy out there saying that uh, that they're going to poison your children with vaccines than to than to do the smart thing and get the children vaccinated. Well, I mean, what's the barrier to entry to believing this conspiracy theory? Well, everybody knows that any conspiracy is much more logical and believable than, you know, than the coincidences that it represents. <laughs> exactly. But the problem the conspiracy is... always has plenty of information to explain everything, whereas coincidences are just coincidences. Well, but the other thing is, is that there's always plenty of, when there's always actual information, actual data that usually disproves these conspiracies. But the problem is that there's a barrier to entry because you're going to have to do some research. And it does take a certain amount of, you know, knowledge and, you know, it's have to get off your ass and exactly. actually do something. It's much, it's much easier to believe all these scary things that people are telling you and all the fear mongering. I mean that, and, it, and it's a good old appeal to authority. Jenny McCarthy's famous, so she must know something. Yeah, exactly. Until you take Has a look at her talk. Yeah, exa- well, no, it is. It, it isn't. It isn't a lot of fun, is it? <laughs> and it isn't that intelligent. No. But you know, but then you get people like Oprah who have this incredible reach. Right, who are backing Jenny McCarthy without actually looking at the at the science? It's hmm? it's frustrating. Well, her people do all her work for her. Well, I mean, uh, well, they're not doing a very good job because they're not doing the yep. actual research. And once again, the, and maybe there's a part of that that's just about rating. I don't I don't know if you know because Oprah well, certainly likes the secret and likes likes a lot of pseudosciences, and they probably are great for ratings. Now you are aware yeah. we just dogged on Oprah, which means we're like. Damned, I think. No, are we? Yes, she's going to come after us now with all her might. Well, she can sue me out of existence. It doesn't make her right. (laughs) That would be very hard. (laughs) Probably. Not for her. Ah, all right. You want to talk about my old friend, homeopathy? Let's go for it. You always want to talk about homeopathy. (laughs) They see it works. Yeah, so this was an interesting paper. But okay, so basically the paper says homeopathy works, but it's not—it's not the homeopathy; it's the talking to people. So this study, and I don't have there's not great specifics on the study, but what I gleaned from this was that they they had some control groups. I don't know if they were double blind. I don't know if the people that were giving the medications knew whether they were whether it was the actual homeopathy remedy or if it was just um <laughs> say just people. But anyway, so one was homeopathy remedy and one was. You can't t- test it to placebo by telling people they're taking the placebo. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's all placebo anyway because it's the mind making people better. Right, but the They, they is, say in the article right. that people who did not receive the consultations but did receive the medicine... Didn't get better. Did not get any better, but people who did receive the consultations, whether they got the medicine or not, got better. Right. You know, but there's always an issue with these kinds of things with the perception of being better and actually being better. Yeah. That's hard to measure. These people felt better. Okay, so that's something. But it was, but more than likely the consultation that made them feel better. Um, and well, they, bedside, they, they say bedside manner. Yeah, they do say in this that you know that. And you know somebody might have prayed over right. without letting them know. <laughs> without exactly because if they knew, they wouldn't get any better. They wouldn't get any better. So this was published in the what Journal of Rheumatology. Well, okay. Let's take a look. Yeah, so I don't know much journal about Journal of Rheumatology. Rheumatology. So I don't really know much about that journal. I, I really don't know where, where it, how it ranks. It's a good journal or not. It's the, uh, the, it literally means the study of rooms. 
rheumatology. Well, since you're talking about rheumatoid arthritis here for this study. So, but what irritates me about the headline as this is homeopathy work. Well, it doesn't work. And if, and if you read the article, it clearly says it doesn't work. It's a placebo. But yeah. the headline... You know, so that they can sensationalize it. Hey, homeopathy works. Hey, but it's not really the homeopathy. Patient care. Well, but and maybe we people, know. Maybe people will be drawn to the headline and read the article and actually get the get the uh, the benefit of the article. Yeah, but how many people just read these and not the article? <laughs> but the headline says it's a talking, not a tincture. Right. It does. It does say that. But I mean, what? It, it irritates me the way that it's couched because it doesn't work. Homeopathy does not work. Yeah. But that's the talking that does it. Because when they talk, they say, I think you're feeling better. Yeah, but it's a human interaction. And we know that that actually works to make people better. The, you know, they did a um, – there's there were studies done with um, – I'm trying to think. What are the, what are the, the stuff for prostate, like all these beta prostates and stuff like that? And in the study, you know, they gave the people the placebo and they didn't. And a certain amount of the people said that they, that they, that they felt better. But like their actual urine flow did not increase with it. So it really didn't actually do any good. But they, but these people had a perception that it that it worked, even though there was no actual um, measurable difference. It didn't actually do what it was supposed to do. But these people felt like it did by taking it, even though the end result was they were exactly the same as. So right. there's a perception of being helped when when maybe you're not. And I think that can be dangerous. I mean, with rheumatoid arthritis and some of these, you know, types of pain things, I, there's there's really no issue. Um, I, I wouldn't. Maybe somebody correct me on that. Maybe there is. <laughs> okay, That's what was that? <laughs> that was a video that pulls up with an annoying commercial <laughs> for the Sanyo Zio. All right. Okay. Well, are you looking at the next story? Yep. On oh, the power balance bracelets? Yes, indeedy. So <laughs> Ian, Ian titled this, Speaking Victory for Common Sense. Well, almost. This. So I went, I've been, I've been, as I find these studies, I've kind of been cataloging and putting one in place. So I thought I'd put them here. And we, I've got three studies or three um, places where people have actually touched. And uh, so there was one that's a university that, that tested it. One was uh, C, uh, CSI, CFI, the Center for Inquiry. Uh, they they tested it. Um, and then then I've got another one on here. And the, the tests are kind of following kind of a, a Similar type of uh, type of where they're um, well the the one that was I found most interesting well I found pretty and so one that was actually and they did double blind placebo tests and so nobody actually knew whether they had had the actual power balance or not but was interesting that they found statistically that the people that when they were tested the second time always performed better which meant that they and they felt that that was because they knew what the testing was going to be so they already had an idea of what it was going to do so it didn't matter whether they had the bracelet or not because they always tested better the second time when when they under test so that was interesting. um and they and they found that you know that the bracelets were, were plastic that the hologram didn't do um okay. and so did the other ones and the and the one um one was uh um richard saunders from australia and they this this um tv station had done uh, done a thing on it talked to them like that or they talked to the guy who was licensed to sell it and, i and love he, the guys uh this uh tom o'dowd in australia i love his non-specific lame the Mylar hologram is a frequency, and the frequency, as soon as it comes into contact with the electrical field of your body, basically works with your body's electrical field and gives you a feeling of wellness. 
Right, and what he and what he's claiming. Well, I don't know how how strong he claims. He claims that. it gives you a feeling of wellness. Well, it's not that it actually shows any any measurable benefit. Just that it gives you a feeling of wellness. But he, what they he go they go as far as to say the body is supposed to operate at eight point six hertz, and it's not. And when you wear the <laughs> power balance, three, seven point eight three hertz. Oh, I'm sorry, seven point eight three. If you go any higher than that, it hurts. Gigawatts. <laughs> but but we're not uh, running at our optimum frequency, and the power balance hollow. Brings us up to that seven. What is it, seven? A three. A three. A three level, and so that we can perform at our optimal frequency, whatever the heck that actually means. It sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo to me. But in tests, they what was what was great about this test is that they brought the guy in, and Richard Saunders was there, and you know, and they and they said right from the beginning that he was skeptical about it, and so they did the tests where the people had that had the uh, power balance, and they did the tests, and then they and then they took the cards, and they had I think seven, six or seven, and only one person had the card, and he his job was to find the person card. Which he failed at a hundred percent of the time. They did the card, they did the the band, and I think they did another one too. So he failed to find the person every time. Um, so so he couldn't do it, you know. when he was doing the testing, um, there's some other interesting things, you know. I mean, these people are like, well, even if it uh, it was some what some athlete, I, I forget what it was says even no, if it's, it's in the first one, it's in the first one. Even if it's just a mental advantage, that's an advantage that you want. Well, if it isn't real, you should be able to get that mental advantage. Out it. You should just be able to put yourself in the right head. Yeah, but the, he's probably the type of person that has a lucky sock that you know he always has to wear to win the game, stuff like that. And you have that mentality out there. I had a lucky potato, and then I found out you were supposed to wear it in the. <laughs> yeah, there was some basketball coaches. Like, yeah, it's probably not psychosomatic, but as long as the guys believe it, it's going to work for them like a placebo. Basically, you yeah, didn't say those does. words. But I mean, that, so, that intent. Yeah, but it's irritating how expensive these placebos are. But I guess if they were cheaper, people wouldn't, you know, that it would be believe it. Yeah. yeah so you've got to you've got to hit a certain price threshold for your you know bogus placebo band to be buying. So it's got to be. So it's actually got to be exp- so that people think it works. And I think we see that. There are 50 bucks in Australia, 30 bucks, you know. Well, is that Australian dollars? Because I think Australian dollars worth more than American dollars. That's 60 Australian, 30 American, so maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm finding a lot of other um, of these types of types of deals. And then the last one on here, um, the FEC in California actually went after a couple people because they that they actually made that they were paying. And, of course, in testing, they did not was paying. And so they actually went after them. But the one thing that you notice is that they generally don't make any specific claims. They're very careful that um, that their claims are all anecdotal. Our customers report, and and right. and so they're always couched like that. And they're very um, they're very uh, slippery on the science. You know, when they do say that it is backed by science, they're slippery on it. They they don't really uh, they don't really tell you much about the science. They you know they'll make some claims. There's another one. Um, the ba- all these baseball people are wearing these titanium necklaces. And they're they're pretty interesting. Um, they they have uh, titanium and gold and stuff like that, and and of course they resonate at a specific frequency. And they talk about and even when I'm reading this, the, the like the actual like medical stuff or or the their data, it, it says that that they resonate at a certain frequency. But you know, you know, see that makes me angry because they copied <laughs> that resonate stuff off of our fake product. Uh, yeah, I think that they were out there long before we were. But what they what was interesting is that they talk about uh, that the titanium and, the, and that these are using medical applications but those ones don't resonate they don't do anything it has to be processed in their special method and that's what does it it's their special proprietary method that makes them resonate well i use i use titanium for medical reasons and it's a legitimate use 
for you medical put reasons. Other people in the hospital. My glass frames are made out of it. Yes, mine, mine are. But See? apparently, legitimate they medical titanium usage. Exactly, but they don't resonate at the proper frequency because they haven't been processed with the special, whatever pro- proprietary process that they. But yet they don't show any real way to measure. How do you measure that frequency? You know, so it, it's it a goes, top secret tool they have that only they can use because they don't want their competitors getting the hold of it. Well, and it goes on and on. You know, there, there's there's more and more of these bracelets that some of them have two holograms so they're, so they're twice as bogus and but that's what holograms are cool <laughs> it is but the problem is is that this stuff is escalating it, we keep seeing more and more data come out that says listen things are are, are are bogus they are placebo they don't work but yet the amount of products on the market is increasing not decreasing it's a fad it'll go well eventually they'll get the right hologram I imagine Jim and then it'll work <laughs> Ah, so it, it it goes on, but the problem is that we're so scientifically illiterate that you know if people had enough scientific background, you know, if 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 we had a, like a, a level that you know get everybody up to, we might be able to you know get some of this stuff off the market because people would be smart enough to go, you know what, that doesn't make a lot of logical sense. But we don't, we don't have that, so it, you know it, it goes on. It reminds me that there's a one guy in the video said uh, something about the science of common sense. I'm wondering how you measure that. How do you measure that? I don't know. But <laughs> clearly, we're not stacking up properly because, as far as I'm concerned, the science of the common sense is it doesn't work. All right, so now we're going to move on to food insurance. Yes, one of those fun little scams based on scaring everyone. Is it really a scam, though? I mean... eh, Okay. It's not a scam, but it is fear-mongering. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, think about this. With Katrina, the flooding of um, New Orleans, and the earthquakes in Haiti, what was the number one thing that was needed for um, survival? Food and fresh water. Fresh water. Drinkable water. water. The number one thing. Well, the food insurance, guess the number one thing you need in order to use this food they give you? Water. Water. Yes. Um, I, I, I looked at that. That was my first thing. It's like, okay, every one of these is dehydrated, which means you have to use your water in order to make this food edible. Okay. True, but the people who are going to buy this are going to stockpile on bottled water. No, no, here's the thing is that every single one of these kits comes with a water filter. Do they? they? they yeah, they've already thought about that. In these kits. Yeah, I actually didn't see that. Yes, they, they come with a water filter. They sell, They have a water bottle, water bottle, a squeeze one, and you put the water in and you squeeze it out the top. There's a filter built into the top. That oh, and that, that purifies the water. So they've already thought about that. Wonder how well it works then. See now, now I'm curious. Different. My first thought was, um, for your real bad um, situations, this to me didn't seem like the way to go. I would rather um, use the water for you know drinking and have like beef jerky and food that actually was made more for you know being durable and can be eaten at any time. Right. I didn't notice the water filter. I'm curious as how how good of a water filter it was. Well, they, no, then, they claim. I'm I'd be curious to find out what microorganisms that water filter actually filters out. Well, they claim 99% of contaminants. So I I don't I of course I haven't tested it. That's their claim. But yep. they have thought yep. about that. And the meals, which is interesting about them, is that they can be rehydrated with cold water or warm water. Now, of course, they suggest warm water if you can because you know the 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 food will taste better. But you can do it with cold and pinch. So I thought that that was you know well thought out as well. But I think you could, for the same price, do a lot better in regards to having um, a disaster-prepared kit. Okay, but you know, <clears throat> you're, you're, uh, I think they would have been a lot smarter to actually include some packets of dehydrated water in. Well, that's <laughs> how you put something together yourself. It's going to be cheap. You know, the yeah. problem is, is that I think all this stuff still is going to contain dehydrogen monoxide. Probably. <laughs> Once you add it, <laughs> you know. So it's not a scam. 
but it is definitely pandering to fear mongering, just like yes. the just <laughs> like the legacy kids legacy seeds kit. The legacy seeds kit that Glenn Beck also is a proponent of is essentially saying that the world's economy is going to collapse. The only thing that you'll be able to barter with is seeds. Okay. So these seeds are seeds you can barter with. I I, <laughs> I, I will agree with you that I mean because this is being by you know uh, Sean Hannity, um, Glenn Beck are, are both you know proponents of this and they promoted this product and maybe they haven't chosen the the best people because they they all do believe that because oh we have a black president that the world is going to an end that he's a Muslim and and on and on and on and on right. Right? And oh, he's not, I mean, so so maybe oh, they have not chosen the best people to promote their product because I see people promoting those products and I think it's got to be crap because no way I trust people. But, I just found one of the worst parts to this. If you go under disaster prep, one of the disasters that they list is unemployment. Okay, that is fine. And those, they actually say protect your family from hunger in the event of your unemployment with emergency kits from food insurance. Okay. I'm positive that for 200 bucks I could buy a lot more food for my family than what this kit would provide. Absolutely. Right. No, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, if you were trapped in your home for any amount of time and in Colorado, the blizzard could keep us in, you know, it could happen. You know, this would not be a terrible to have around. No, it's not a bad thing to have around. And, of course, they're saying you buy it now during times of plenty. And if you get unemployed, you'll have this food stockpile. Did any of you weeks. watch the the food insurance news? Did any of you watch his videos? No. I mean, I didn't the, watch guy the, videos. Does, the guy does not come across. I looked at the across. kids, though. The guy does not come across as a fear monger. He says that when he was watching, the number one thing that he realized that these people need was food and water. And he said, and he asked himself, "Am I prepared for happening?" He said, "No." And so that was business idea. For, I, 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 I tell you, I. Okay. Well, I'm not saying he's necessarily a fear monger, but the people he's got. Advertising, that are, advertising for him yeah. are okay. Glenn Beck is a fear monger. Okay, so we so let's set that aside and look at the product for what it is because I agree with you that they're fear mongers and like I say when they're attached to a product I run the other way. But in this particular case, I, I, you know the, the the backpack seems pretty nice. That you know you fill it full of food. You know you have it there for your family. I I can't see a dramatic downside to doing this. Okay, can I do it cheaper well, if I do it myself? I, Maybe. Okay, I want to see how well the um water um filter works and how long it lasts because you know water filters don't last forever. They do build up. No, because they have charge. I want to see if it's, I want to see if it stops Giardia. Right. Well, and it probably does. I've used these kinds of filters when I've gone camping. Yeah, but it's you be the same you don't thing. use them endlessly for two weeks. You use them, no, absolutely not. You know, for a weekend. So I, I want to know how well the, that'd be. My first thought is I want to know how well this water filter works if I invest it because if that water filter is going to gum up after a day or two, you're in trouble. Okay, I, yeah. I, and I agree with you that 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 is something that would be looked at for this product viable for that amount. You know, iodine tablets might be a better way to go. Yeah. I also am curious to exactly or, how uh, the sweet water chlorine. Does that do, do any of the kidneys? Don't move your head. Do I, any of the other? Okay. Do I have to come do over there and the hold kids... your head in place? We're going to use screws. Do any screws. of the kids actually list a weight? No, they don't list the weight. It is freeze-dried, No, I think they though. ship immediately. Oh, the weight? For, yeah. I don't know what the what, how much these backpack weighs. Because that's the other thing. You know, a full backpack like that, the pictures I'm seeing of the kits, that's not going to be easy to lug around. Yeah, I don't know. It's in it. Well, it's in a backpack. I mean, have you gone backpacking? You can carry 100 pounds on one of those if it has a proper, you know, um, 
you know, a proper uh, weight belt or you know, proper waist right. strap, you know, and you and it, it fits on like your hips properly. Does. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I, I can they don't see list what... a weight. Yeah, see, that's one thing they should yeah. list is an actual okay. weight because that, that's another thing I'm curious about is well, exactly how. I'll bet that that would not be hard to find. Call them and ask how much how much it right. weighs. I'll bet that that information is readily available. It may not be right here right now, but I'll bet that if call their customer service, they're going to get you that information. So, unfortunately, I would like to bash it because of the people supporting it. But realistically, I mean, if, you, if you're looking for something quick to have around in case of an emergency, it's not a terrible thing. They say that um, that the food is supposed to last up to 25 years, uh, the way that they have it packaged. And, Ian, the answer to the question is it says 15,000 or 1,500 uses. Of the there you bus. go. See, so okay. they've thought of that, too. Okay. So, really, if you can boil, boil the water, you're probably right. still going to be in better shape. But So, the essentials pack... Two-week emergency food supply, one adult, 14 days, three meals a day, $200. So, so yes, we could probably – you could probably put together two, week, two weeks of two weeks of canned or dehydrated food for considerably less than $200. Yeah, so it's I actually know my very, wife sure could. Yeah, for, so it's very insulting to actually have um, unemployment hi, listed as one of the disasters. Okay. If, <clears throat> yeah, if, okay. if this is what – Enough for food to feed your family. You've just wasted a whole bunch of money if you think you're going to be unemployed. That money could have gone for better stuff. So I actually that I find okay. insulting. But are, are we nitpicking? Are, are we nitpicking? Eh, a little, but okay. that's actually we're talking about the fear mongering. You said the videos don't come off that way, but you look at a lot of the basics of this. It's playing on people's fears above yeah, all else. So the is. majority of the people that are going to buy these will probably never use them. But is it, are they realistic fears? Could these things happen? Is it a bad idea? Um, well, let's see. Could happen. Okay. I'm not. Worried about a, a hurricane up here, or an earthquake, or a flood. What about a tornado? <laughs> well, hurricane is not tornado is not listed for your region either. So yeah, they, well, no we can, yeah, we can but get a tornado, tornado in our region. I've, I've I've never seen a tornado completely, especially where I live. You know, right next to Denver, a tornado is not going to um, wipe out all means of. No, it's probably not. I mean, know, the, to the worst thing that could happen to us is that it could snow, yeah. and, and we could be stuck inside for a couple of days. I have my emergency food kit. It's a bow and twenty-two arrows. Yeah. Uh, where are you going to go hunting? Yeah. Where am I going to go hunting? <laughs> There's Soylent. not much of the way of yes, game. Soylent green. Soylent green is people. <laughs> yeah, but the the neighbor you hated moved out, didn't he? Yeah, but sacrifices <laughs> must be made. How many dogs he finds annoying? No, I'm pretty sure suburbia is not known for its game animal. But all right. The concept, okay, you, you got me on this. Concept's not as bad as I thought. I, I, I admit I didn't read through everything as well as I should have. Ah. But at the same time, I think one, you could probably come up with better solutions for all the listed disasters in general than what they're offering. What they're offering is, hey, take the cheap, easy way out, and it, it, and you know. Well, wait, wait. you just said it there. It's yeah. cheap. And it's easy. If that is true, no, actually, it's cheap I, and I, easy. I should say cheap. That was a misword. It's easy. How much is it per meal? I I, I have no idea. Oh, they're offering the gourmet survivalist. Well, exactly. Yeah, the that's food is supposed thing. to taste good. I I you know what? I really like to try it. Actually, uh, I think I think it would be kind of fun to get some of this to like, try them. My wife just made an interesting point. If there is a disaster that affects your house and you've got this product stored in the in your house, well, let's say that the house floods, the backpack will float. Waterproof. The backpack will float, but uh, those are cardboard crates. Do you suddenly have, you know, a year's worth of meals rehydrated? 
No, because they're they're packaged. You're fine. Uh, it's still a good. It's a valid question. No, they, it, well, if you'd watch the videos, you'd know the answer. Oh. <laughs> oh, Here, maybe maybe thing. I'm like Jen and I don't watch the videos. Exactly. Maybe that's be. what it's like. Ah, uh, here's well, the also thing. something like if, if an earthquake hits and your house collapses. Oh. oh man, we're nitpicking. Have a hard we're time we're totally to nitpicking. Food. Listen, uh, ultimately, this is not a bad idea. This 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 person has come up with an innovative product, and it's unfortunate that he might be using scare tactics to sell it. But I don't think that they're completely unjustified. Right. So I, I I still have a few issues with it, but some of the stuff I, I some of the preconceived notions I had, you, you did prove me wrong. On, all right. So can we move on to something we can all hate, please? Sure. Something sure. where the fears per- perhaps are unjustified? Exactly. Let's move on to the Barbie video camera because okay. Barbie this video one camera. we can all get behind is saying that these people are crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay, so Barbie has a video camera Im- implanted in her chest. Right between her I'm breasts. I'm going sternum on this. Cleavage. Cleavage. Oh, I'm sorry. They say necklace. Right in the cleavage. Oh, it's a necklace. It's a necklace, but it's right under. And she's got a view screen on her back. I love it. I love it. I love it. Go on. Okay, so basically what it is is it's a digital camera, just like most houses nowadays have. Okay. You know, my kids, they use our digital camera. They make little films themselves all the time. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so I mean, the, the product is actually kind of a cool little thing. Right. It's a video camera that 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 people can use, probably marketed mostly towards girls. Right. That they can, and, you know, make videos and play and, and watch, right? Right. And this one, some people got this weird idea that somehow the existence of this doll is going to be great for pedophiles. Not just some person. Clinical psychologist Sally Ann McCormick. Yep. Said she was horrified that the giant, that the toy giant could come up with such a concept. You know, (laughs) it's why did her mind go there immediately? I don't know. That's an excellent question. Why did her mind go? I mean, why is it that you, a a girl with a video camera and this person's mind automatically goes to pedophilia? Yeah, because the the people that don't have access to the doll can't record whatever they want. It's the little girls that are playing with the doll that decide what's recorded. You can't, you can't log on to a computer and activate one of these Barbie dolls from a hundred miles away. Okay. Well, I guess she's saying that somebody with evil intentions could hand the doll to a little girl and I, I presume find some way of getting the doll back after it's, but it still seems, it well, seems like a big stretch of logic. Somebody with evil intentions could give her a cell phone with a video camera and tell yes, her to make could. some videos and, and for them. And I'm, on that point. I'm thinking, what kind of videos are you going to take with a Barbie doll? If there's any real serious Ken fetishists out there, they can probably get these easily. <laughs> exactly. But what is Barbie going to be seeing if she, if the girl is playing with it? Probably Ken. Probably the Dream Corvette. Maybe yeah. you know, maybe the other stuffed animals in the house in a tea party. But the, you, most of your parents are going to be active with the kids with what they're um, uploading online because that's one thing you can upload the videos online. But if you're a good parent, you're going to be active with the kid doing that, and you're going to say, "Okay, this is what." Oh no, you know what? You went a bit too far. I don't like you having this online. We're not going to upload it. They're going to have that that much control. You're know, not just going to blindly let their kids be going back and forth. Yeah. It, it's to me, it's one of those overreacting things where someone. I, I think it's an overreaction. It seems like a huge leap in logic to say, "Oh, this is going to be used for pornography." Well, I, I, uh, you it... know, it's uh, anything. Anything is going to be used for pornography. Right. It, you, exactly. you name, pick something, pick something out of the air. Well, what is it? Rule twenty. <laughs> okay. The internet. Okay. What about it, Eric? 
there, there's a rule, I don't remember the number, but there's a rule that says if you can think of a, a pornography for it, it exists on the internet somewhere already. Sure. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, any, anything you can pick out, anything you can mention, there's a fetish for it, and there's probably a website. Toy dinosaurs? <laughs> there is. <laughs> so I called this the argument from Final Consequences. It's the, it's the plasticineera.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the argument from Final Consequences. Yeah. The, the technology is already out. The kids have access to it as it is. Just putting a Barbie doll doesn't make it any more likely that a pedophile is going to find a way to use it than the, what digital cameras and stuff are already there. And pedophiles, I think talked about last week or on a different podcast i heard this no we're gonna talk family members and yeah not strange yeah. men cruising around well maybe that's right. all the more reason that you know that if they had a doll that would be used but if we do have if we do have somebody cruising around with a case full of barbie dolls we know why there you go. <laughs> yeah ultimately i think that they made a they made a disastrous leap in logic here to, to for this to automatically go to that for them to automatically go from hey this is a cool kids toy where they can make videos and share them with their friends to pedophilia is a huge leap it's a big yeah. There's no doubt on that. All right. So now this was Palestinian held for Facebook circumstances, criticisms of Islam. Yeah. Um. Well, we we know that the real diehard fundamentalist, diehard fundamentalist, fundamentalist. There we go. Muslims. Um, can get pretty strict and, you know, the death penalty for just about everything. And here we're seeing, you know, the death penalty for blasphemy. Okay, but I, I had some issue. I had some questions about that because it, it sounded like if he had just, that he went too far. And that because they were talking about how they have a secular government that he went, it sounds like he went before. I have not seen, have you? Uh, uh, just a quote well, about I, I doubt I, you because know, yeah. I, I don't know if they're necessarily in English. Right. But, um... He basically, he got on Facebook and created an account and called himself God. Yeah, I think that might have been a problem. Yeah, yeah. that was probably the main problem. But um, yeah. you know, he, he started kind of mocking the religion, stuff that we actually do fairly open out here in America towards, well, any religion. We you know are fairly open about mocking them well, when but we that feel was, like that it. That was my issue. Is that, is that, was it that he was an atheist and he was talking about issues with Islam? I, I'm not sure that that was the issue. Reading this article, I was a little bit sketchy on exactly what they were getting him for because they said that they have pretty much a secular government and people have come out and talked to Hamas and, and been okay. It's just that he stepped over a line they but yet at line seemed arbitrary and I couldn't quite figure out what law. it was. Is it Sharia law? Probably. It doesn't it, say anything it, here. It but, could be. Yeah. But, I assume so. But he's, he's being put to death for blasphemy. Well, it doesn't. Is he being he's put to death? Yeah, he's no, that's not how I read it. Yeah, people right. are asking okay. for his death. They want him stoned. Even family members would like to have him stoned. But he's facing for, lifetime imprisonment is what I read. And the crime is blasphemy. Okay. Not, that, that's the only thing they have. Well, and that is a crime in those nations. Uh, that now, is a big crime in those yeah. nations. I mean, you're t essentially talking about a theocracy. Right, absolutely. And if you're right. mocking the religion, you are mocking the government, and that is right. that's treasonous activity. But they were talking about how the, the government is mainly secular in this article, that, that most of the factions are secular, but he stepped over a line that even they couldn't, is, is what they were saying. So it, it may be okay in Palestine to say, hey, listen, I don't like Islam. Uh, I don't think there's a god, and uh, and I'm an atheist. It's just how you do it. That, and I, I don't know what blasphemy laws look like, but I found this article interesting, and I also feel like I'd get quite all the information. It, it seems like, um, and, and maybe it'll come out as progressive, but it did seem a little vague on exactly what they're getting. Do government agents who log on with fake IDs 
to catch you in trouble, catch you making religious comments, do they count as internet predators? <laughs> they might. Yeah, that, yeah. that was another thing that kind of disturbed me is talking about them being a secular government, yet they go out of their way to try and find people doing this kind okay. of stuff. So, well, thank, so, God, thank God this man didn't have a, had a video Barbie. He would have been in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so they could Same be talking about both sides. World, but not necessarily yeah. uh, from the Palestinians. Okay. The, the, the stock on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. There's a fair amount of um. You you read this article. A lot of it's saying they are doing all they can to um stop freedom of speech. You know the yeah. Uh, uh, internet cafe owners are forced to monitor their customers' online activity. Okay. So then they tell me that they're a secular government and he stepped over a line. So I'm getting mixed messages. But you, yeah. We've got to separate when they're talking about Palestinian authorities or when they're just talking about the Arab world in general. Okay. So they talk about both. And so Ian's more reacting to the Arab world in general. Comments okay. The okay. So, so there is a distinction there that that I didn't quite catch, because it says so, it specifically says here um, the Western-backed Palestinian Authority is among the more uh, regionally liberal Arab governments in the in the region. Or uh, uh, no, I missed. Anyway, it is dominated by secular ethnic elites. Elites. See, there we go. Somebody else. Should... <laughs> it was dominated by secular elites. I finally. And was frequently cracked down on hardline Muslims and activists connected to its conservative Islamic rival Hamas. Okay. Actually, I, I, the the end of this one has a, a really good quote by a liberal Palestinian who said, uh, who made an important point that criticizing religious texts for their intellectual weakness can only be combated by oppression, prison, and execution. Basically, saying that. Um, the weakness in, in the religion that they can't defend, and instead they have to, um, you know, whenever someone starts doing what this guy did, the, the only um, response to those who don't want to admit to the weaknesses is to go and oppress the person and basically try and get him out of this um, public so that he can't point out the weaknesses anymore. True, true. And that, if you look at what uh, this is talking about, the fundamental Muslims are really pushing a lot of that because saying in Syria, Facebook is blocked altogether, and in Egypt, a blogger was charged for atheism in 2007. And it's you know the, the, these people who are trying to, and I think this is the main problem with theocracy is the people who are trying to maintain it can't let any doubt you know spread. They have to right. overreact to anyone who comes out and says, "Hey, wait a moment, you know this doesn't work the way you say it does." Well, and I think that'd be true about any theocracy in the end. Well, we have the same issues even in this country. People are talking about, you know, the, you know, to strike back as hard as they can and try and shut people up. But they don't quite have the resources to put people in jail. No. Well, also, we're not a theocracy yet. We've been fighting that. <laughs> and we, hopefully we never will become a theocracy. Right. That would be devastating. And, because no matter what religion it was, it would be, it'd be the same problem we're seeing here. Absolutely. You know, if, if we if, became a theocracy, we'd have no choice but to move to heathen Canada. <laughs> but despite some of the Christians' claims, they could eat them just like this if they were given the power. Oh, and they would. I mean, look, we, we yeah. saw it during the Inquisition some earlier times. They were they were just as bad. That it's it's all about saying I am right, and your opinion means nothing. Right. I mean, wrong. You're I am wrong. right because right. God. I am right because <laughs> God backs me. Well, and we see a lot of it come from that. So, what kind of stuff does the video Barbie record in Arab countries? <laughs> You know what it you know what it is? It's mostly Fire. just black no, it's it's all just black because she's wearing a she's wearing the traditional dress. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie has but that's okay. But that's okay because you can't view the videos any either because you know you can't see the screen on her back because of the traditional dress. 
You know, essentially, we, we're, we're talking about, um, we talked uh, episode 18 about uh, um, an article that was talking about how uh, secular societies do better than societies with God. And we talked about a particular piece of research who uh, somebody put on our, uh, put a link to the, to the full uh, research paper. Um, yep. That I have not gotten to read yet, but I, I did find that on there. Yeah, from episode eight. I'm sorry, I think I said um, eighteen. I did mm-hmm. eighteen. All right. So, so, and we had talked, you know, about it's hard to quantify these, but I'll have to read read that whole um, whole study to see how well it how well it stands. Up. So yeah, we did. We'll we did see that whoever posted that on on uh, episode eighteen. Thank you very much for doing so, and we will read that. Probably talk about that. Hopefully, next episode we'll talk a little bit more about that. Actually, let me throw out something else about another comment that I saw okay. that came up. Um, somebody had thrown a comment in there about Ian oh, yeah, seeing we a speech therapist. I thought that was actually a little offensive because Ian has spent a great deal of time with a speech therapist. Yeah, it, it, in my youth, um, I went to speech. Therapy. Trust me, uh, you know. <laughs> Much much worse. And, and, and right I, now the I, issues are not I, his speech therapy; I, it's his microphone. Well, yeah, tonight's my microphone. And last time, uh, yeah. But I, I do know I have he just the. Keeps moving his darn head. Yeah, stay still. <laughs> but the fact is, I do know I have the um, issue with my speech, and I do try to work on it. It's not as easy as you'd think. Um, you should write a book. <laughs> but not an audio book. Not an audio book, <laughs> though. Yeah, okay, so it looks. All like right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to Amazon sells book offering advice to pedif- pedophiles. Yeah, th- pedophiles. Pedophiles. This is one of those things that you really – I have to come out from both directions. I, I'm a parent, and I can understand why you know other parents would see this and be offensive. But at the same time, I'm also a writer, and I very much support freedom of speech from the press and all that. And while the guy who wrote this, I would never invite over for dinner, he has – a right to um, write it and every right to express his views on the issue. Well, and he was saying yeah. he felt that pedophilia, <clears throat> pedophiles were misunderstood. There was some interesting, there was some stuff in there. I mean, of course, I haven't read it. And, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, Amazon's position on this was that they, they weren't going to take the book down, well, at least initially, because, you know, the person has the right to free speech. And if somebody wants to buy this book and read it, that it wasn't, it wasn't their place to not sell it. Right. And that they well, had other books that they uh, had. But it is their place to not sell it. I, well, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I keep forgetting, though, that Amazon is actually a, actually a government resource. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, isn't it? Isn't it a government resource? It's not a privately owned company, right? Yeah, I think it's private. You think it's a privately owned country? Then I guess if it's a privately owned company, then they've got the right to yank the book. Yep. Oh, they have the right to yank it or leave it. it, it they it do. Is, it is their choice whether to do that. I mean, it, there, there's not, there's no repercussions for them yeah. taking it off and, and choosing not to sell it. But I, I, I'm with Ian on this. It, it, it's difficult because, you know... <laughs> I, it certainly. I, I don't. Would, would I read this book? I, I don't know. I, would, I think I would find it very difficult to do so. I mean, I, I do I'm go disa- out, of my, out of my way to. I'm read disappointed stuff that I Amazon ended up pulling it myself, and not necessarily because of the content of the book, but because of the reasons why they pulled it. Well, uh, does anybody? Commercial reasons. Yeah, it's commercial. I well, mean, it was pressure. Okay, I, I had hunted down the book because I wanted to see, you know, the description and stuff. And as I looked at the page, what happened was there were a. Um, I want to say over 12,000 one-star reviews telling Amazon to pull it. And as I was on the page, that kept going up. Well, yeah, okay. wow. So jump up by 10, 15, but did 20. But did any of them actually read it? It sounds to me like they pulled it for a pretty good reason then. Uh, did anybody I, read it? Essentially, if you've got that many people who are downing something, then it's, 
Yeah, they're going to boycott you. No, they're not going to give you they, their business. They don't have to buy it right. to re- leave it, a review. They just chose to leave a review. I bet none of those people actually read the book. Yeah, that's not. what they're all saying. None of them claimed it. Even the positive, there are a few people who were uh, who love positive. Well, I'm, I, I haven't read it. I'm not going to read it. But for the sake of freedom of speech, you know, I, I'm going to defend this book. Well, yeah, but nobody's nobody's disputing his right to write it. Nobody's disputing his right to market it wherever he wants to market it. But Amazon has the choice as to whether they want to have it up or not, and they don't want to have it up. Well, initially they did. It's because of public opinion that they've taken it down. And you know what? That's okay. If they've gotten that much criticism and they feel like it is to, it would be to their detriment to leave it up. You know, okay. I mean, then I'm not they're going to make the business this. decision. Yeah. So, and that's what yeah. they've done. But I honestly think that hurts freedom of speech. Uh, no, giving in like that. It yeah, it does. It doesn't hurt freedom of speech. In fact, it was other people's freedom of speech that got it pulled down. It's not about rights. It's not about freedom of speech here. It's about business. I was assuming uh, they were talking about this on uh, this week in Twit, uh, and so they this week in tech. Did I say this week in Twit? Yeah, yeah this, this week, week in tech. tech. <laughs> that was recursive. That um, would be cool though if it was this week in Twit. That would be awesome. Uh, okay. Well, one of the guests was saying that uh, it only had sold like six hundred copies. So. Okay. Well, they've identified six hundred pedophiles. Good job. No, you know what? That, <laughs> that is completely untrue. And that and I, it's, un- no, and it's unfortunate I'm... that well, that is that know. that's a perception. Because what if what if you know what if it is an interesting um, psychological experiment to read this book and see what 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 is coming out of this person's mind? What are they putting on paper? It might be an, it might be a very interesting research opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But and, let me let me ask you this: if if you write a book and it sucks and you offer it to Amazon and they don't want to carry it, are they infringing upon your freedom of speech? They don't care if it sucks. Believe me, because if it doesn't sell, it doesn't hurt them to, yeah, mo- to put it, it up there. But in this case, if it sucks, it's probably not going to sell. It doesn't matter. They don't care. It doesn't care. cost them anything. We're talking about Kindle here. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this was a Kindle book. This wasn't print. They didn't have to you know, buy anything. Even if they did it through Lulu and did print on demand, it doesn't cost anything for them to, to put it on Amazon, and Amazon makes a buck that does sell. This is about people saying that they're not going to buy books from Amazon if they put these kinds of books up, and that, I think, is wrong. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you that it's wrong, but I'm saying that what Amazon made was a business decision. And yeah, I, in that I don't sense, deny that, but... In that sense, Amazon did what was best for Amazon. Okay, and that's fine. That doesn't mean it necessarily didn't hurt the idea of freedom of speech. But shouldn't there be just as many people come out and saying, hey, if you're going to censor this, I won't buy for your site. If we can get a thousand people to say that, and you got a thousand people saying if you're going to leave it up there, you know, I, I, I just think that either way, you know, it, 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 it hurts him. I don't think that they can get out of this. I don't think that there's a good result. On you know, um, I, I need to look for the backup on this, but I had an interesting conversation with my wife about the Kindle itself. And on the Kindle, they can actually pull content off the Kindle that you've bought if they no longer wish to have it on your Kindle. Yeah, they did that with um, what, what? In fact, Animal Farm. What, with which one? Animal Farm. Well, they also did that with um, what? What is the, the name of the book? Teen. 
1984? They also okay, revoked so was, that. I had the wrong yeah. Orwell. And it, that was yeah. because they didn't have the rights to actually sell those books, but they right. can also pull stuff off there that they'd consider objectable. Well, they had the right to sell it. They just didn't have the right to sell it in that form, which was interesting. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of hypocritical, particularly that book, that the people who own that would come out and say, hey, you I can't don't sell know that if I'd say it. hypocritical, well, but I would say it's ironic. Ironic. That's what I mean. Yeah. Ironic, not hypocritical. Yeah, it's <laughs> ironic that that book got, it got removed. Yeah. Well, and then we were talking about other forms of censorship, such as books that are objectionable, classic books that people find objectionable. Um, they're right. buying up the rights to those books and simply not reprinting them. So they're essentially killing the book by buying the rights to it and never printing the book again. Well, that's the same thing as burning them all. Yep. Yeah. But this goes with some other stuff. A few years ago, I believe it was um, MAMBA, the Man-Boy Love Association, that was... Um, people are up and on telling them that they, um, you know, we need to keep th them from having a website. Well, that book is still available on Amazon. They have a book. I'm talking about their website. They yeah, no, the, there's there's the, a book that they sold through Amazon that is still on Amazon. That's one of the things. That, in Amazon's letter, um, when they were contacted, they they said, "Listen, this is not the first time this happened. We had there was a book." Um, Understanding Lead Boys and Boy Lovers. Yes. By the United States Justice Foundation. Which no, that's it, the ones that, are, that, that Those are the ones that opposed it. They're the ones that opposed it. Yeah, but the name of the book is Understanding uh, Loved Boys and Boy Lovers. And it is still available on Amazon. Yeah, see? And that's one of the interesting things. You know, th this is the one that just got the news. You know, yeah, this is the one that, yeah. But so, they did stop so, selling a video game, which was basically all about... Um, Date rape. The, the raping mother and daughters. The person, uh. the protagonist of the game is raping a mother and daughters. So, and, you know, that's one that's even harder to, you know, justify within. Because, you know, this, the, the pedophile stuff, that's someone explaining their mindset, the way they see things and what they believe. It's not taking any action. It's not saying, hey, let me take action. It's justifying the actions, yes. But it's not taking the action. The action itself, yes, it's still illegal and hopefully it will be so. While the, the game you're talking about, that really comes closer to crossing the line of actually taking the action in that even though, yes, it's a vi in a you know, virtual world, you are doing it. And that one I, I could definitely see be much harder justification. Okay, but here – this is interesting. Okay, so the author of The Pedophilia's Guide, listed as Philip R. Greaves II, argues that pe um, pedophiles are misunderstood, and the word literally means love a child. The author adds that it is only a crime to act on the sexual impulses towards children and offers advice that – proportionally allows pedof pedophiles to abide by the law. So he's not suggesting going out and and doing these acts to kids. Right. So I so you know what I He's he's not arguing that we, that he should be allowed to go and do these things, but he's also not argue he's also arguing that having these feelings is not necessarily wrong. Yeah. So well, I, I said, you know it's it, it's interesting. I, I yeah. you know, and I believe he has every right to express those beliefs, just like I believe the Mamba website. They have every right to for it to exist and for them to go on and express their beliefs about it. But you know, as long as they don't cross the line of actually taking action, that's fine, and that to me falls within the realm of justifiable freedom of speech. Yeah. But, I mean, what are you going to do? If you don't shop here, what are you going to do? Go shop at Borders? Oh, wait. They're an Amazon affiliate. Never mind. <laughs> so, ah. it, it, it's, it, you know, you hit these things when you're, you know, the big controversy is when you're trying to defend the freedom of speech. And regretfully, for freedom, for, for freedom of speech to work, at times you have to willing to suffer through stuff that you really think is, you know, disturbing. Yeah. 
But you what know, was the line, Brian? What was the line, Brian, from West Wing, where they asked the president if if you can buy pornography for five dollars on the corner, isn't that too high a price to pay for free speech? The president said no, but five dollars is too high a price to pay for pornography. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It was pretty similar to that. Yeah. All right. Anything else, guys? Eh, I think that about covers it for tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's say goodnight. Okay. Do good we night, have Gracie. to? Or if they're listening night, in the afternoon, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. To leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics, you can do that at 720-295-7785. Music with this podcast is provided by OFM. You can find out more about OFM at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is released under Creative Commons, no derivative 3.5 license. We'd love to have you share our work with other people. Please just do not edit or change the content.